Please listen carefully. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 18th episode of the Study Space Podcast, a show dedicated to helping students like you earn better grades, navigate your college journey, and become lifelong learners. My name is David, content strategist at UniPlanting. Today, we'll be talking about the differences between going to a community college and going to a four-year university directly. We'll also be talking about some of the advantages that community colleges have to offer during the COVID-19 pandemic. Joining me today is my friend, Michael Pham, who is currently attending Orange Coast College. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, David. I appreciate you having me on here. All right. So before we start, I have to ask, what's inspiring you today? I would say um, what's inspiring me today is my mom because she's worked very hard to put me in the position that I am where I am today. Awesome. Okay. So I guess what's inspiring me is... Hmm, that's a really good question. I, I actually haven't really thought about this um, too much, but I'd say that um, it was the cancellation of the SpaceX Demo 2 mission. And that might come as a surprise to some people because, you know, people usually don't get inspired by cancellations. But the reason why I'm inspired by it is because I'm so inspired by the safety measures and the, the careful planning that NASA has put forward. Um, there was an indication... Um, during the launch that basically there was going to be some problems if they launched at that exact time. Um, the rocket could possibly catch lightning, which would obviously um, potentially kill the astronauts on board. And so NASA wanted to take the precaution of, you know, not launching and just scrubbing the launch, even if um, it had a very low chance of happening. So I really respect them for that. And I think that NASA has learned a lot from their mistakes. And um, personally, I always learn from my mistakes. And I know that all the successful people in this world learn from their mistakes. And so that's why I'm inspired by by that event. And hopefully we have a successful launch um, here on Saturday or Sunday. I'm not sure which day it's going to be. The weather's not looking great for Saturday either. But yeah, that's um, that's what's inspiring me today. Learning from our mistakes and realizing that we should always be very careful. So um, obviously today's podcast is going to be about community college. And the reason why I selected you, Michael, <clears throat> is because you go to community college. And, um, you know, we went to high school together. And, um, you know, we all went through the same exact process that everybody took, which was, you know, we had to apply to some four-year universities. Um, and then if we didn't get into those or if we didn't want to go into those um, we basically go to community college or, or another path, perhaps uh, a non-traditional path. So I have to ask you, why did you choose to go to a community college instead of a four-year university? I'm sure that you applied to some and I'm sure that you got accepted to some. So why did you decide to go to community college instead of going directly to a four-year? Personally, I chose to go to community college over a four-year, even though I got accepted into some, was because I felt as if I could use community college as an opportunity, a second chance, some might say, to get better grades and have a better chance of getting into a university that I would have preferred to get into because I felt as if my grades in high school did not reflect my my best chances of success, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, I hear that a lot from, you know, we have we have a lot of friends, obviously, that go to community college too, and they've... I think a lot of them have told me the same thing. I mean, they really did have the opportunity um, to go to um, 
a Cal State or some of them actually got accepted into UCs. I know someone who got into UCI, but he decided to go to community college too um, because he said he he thought he could have gotten into uh, UCLA or UC Berkeley and he didn't. So um, he's he's trying again, basically. But what what do you think you've changed ever since you've gotten to community college that you didn't do in high school that you think is going to help kind of, I don't know, redeem you, um, like really show off what you what you can do you know what have, what are the changes that you've made so far the changes i've made so far are my habits and i've come up with more daily goals instead of just just thinking i will do this when i feel like it i come up with a schedule i've done more research on how students do successful and i've imp- implemented that into my life great yeah so can you share a few of you know a few of these these habits that you've picked up from successful students because I know we talk about that a lot on this show, a lot about um, success and you know habits that create this sort of success in the show all the time. I mean, that's pretty much what our, our, our podcast is all about, I'd say. <clears throat> so what do you think are some of these habits that you picked up? Just curious. Of course, David. Some habits that I picked up are I've decided to study longer. I've decided to pay attention more in class because I understand that I want to reflect this to colleges that I've showed progress. And also, I want to... Sh- I want to show colleges that I'm doing well compared to from for my grades in high school compared to community college. Okay, yeah. Um, so, I mean, after community college, obviously, I'm sure that you're not just going to go to community college and then go into the workforce after. So what do you plan on doing after community college? And um, how do you think community college will help you achieve those goals? I believe that community college will help me achieve my goals because it's given me a second chance, like I've said earlier, to really redeem myself. Because I don't think my grades reflected who I am. Also, I plan to go to a four-year university and major in finance. I believe that's something I will enjoy doing. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the schools that, that you've considered so far for finance? I've considered Cal State Fullerton, the University of Riverside, and UCI. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, all solid choices. Um, so what, what are some of the reasons that made you pick those three? I'm aware that all three of those schools are, are pretty different, I'd say. I mean, um, I'm sure you know that the UC system is completely different than the Cal State system. And then even between the UCs, you know, UCR and UCI are, are to- two totally different schools. So can you explain some of the, the reasons why you chose those schools specifically and, and how they'll help you, um, you know, with, with your path in finance? I specifically chose those schools because I would like to remain in California. Also... I feel as if I have a decent chance of getting into those schools. I feel as if they're, they're also great schools, like you said, that will let me explore my interest in finance. Okay, awesome. I mean, have you done any, any research into um, the school specifically about like, you know, course offerings or have you noticed anything that specifically intrigues you about them? Just curious. Honestly, David, I did not think that far yet. I, I'm just thinking about focusing on my courses to do well in them. I haven't looked into the school's in depth. Okay, awesome. Yeah, um, no doubt. So you, you have another year to go, I believe, right? In community college, you're not quite done yet. Yeah, yes, that is correct, David. Yeah. Um, so what what do you think about the idea of of doing community college in one year? Because I'm aware that many of our classmates actually did take that path. Um, did you know about that path? And, and um, why did you choose, you know, not to not to take it pretty much? That's what I'm asking. I actually did know about that path thanks to you, but I chose to not take that path because I wanted to 
just take more time and not not feel as, and just exp- enjoy my first year of college because I understand that I do respect those that take that path, but I I think it's very grindy and it's very tough. So I decided it's not for me. I just wanted a more of slow start to get to get used to college, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I can definitely respect that. Um, you know, it, it it's it's really hard. Like a lot of people throw around the whole one year plan, um, but for those who don't know what we're talking about, just to give a little context, there is a specific path that you can take. Um, it involves dual enrolling in two community colleges at the same time, sometimes three, I believe. Uh, it depends on how fast you can do it. But basically, you complete two years of community college in a one-year accelerated program. Um, we have a few friends who have done this, and it's it's quite interesting because it's pretty much taking i don't i don't know how many credits it is i want to say it's 30 credits a semester um correct me if i'm if i'm wrong on that but it, it's it's double the workload um that you would traditionally take and i think it's super super intense because you're you're not even just a full-time student anymore you're like a full-time studier you don't have time to do anything else i mean i know for me like i'm you know full-time enrolled in a university but i have time to do clubs and and extracurriculars and you know i have time to myself and stuff like that but man 30 credit hours is is a lot how many are you taking right now currently right now um i was taking 15 in the fall and spring yeah so i mean i think that's that's pretty traditional right like 15 15 units is is like normal and then 30 is is double so yeah i mean i i have the absolute utmost respect for people who do take that one year route, but it's not for everybody. Um, but it is an option. It is an option. Um, so moving on to like a, a comparison between community college and traditional university. Um, what do you think is unique to community college that you can't find at a traditional university? I find that the class size between community college and university is very, very big difference. Actually, I feel as if community college offers smaller classes like in high school while I don't know since I'm not in a four-year university I can't speak on that but um, from what I've seen or heard I've heard that they have really big lecture halls so it's not very personal or intimate like you have to go out of your way to get to know the professor but for me I can just speak to them it's not like a big lecture hall so I can just ask questions like right there and right there if I'm confused about a lecture or anything also, I've, I've noticed that what really surprised me was that um, universities, it, I may be wrong, but don't particularly have night classes, but it's very flexible for a community college student because they're able to take night classes if, let's say, they want to work in the morning and they have to, t- to take that class at night if it's not offered in the daytime. Also, I've, I've noticed that you're able to try different classes because the classes are significantly cheaper than in the university. So maybe if you want to try majoring in engineering, but you decide that's not for me, you can major in, let's say, business or major in nursing. You have different choices. You have more opportunities in that sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you listed two advantages there, two big advantages. Um, one is the the class size, right? So uh, I've been to I've been to a big university. I actually went to UCI during winter break um, with Natalie, who was on the podcast uh, a few episodes ago. And it's big. It, it's it's a huge school. And um, I noticed that even when we were, you know, commuting between classes, there was a lot of students like these. These roads were, were packed and packed with students. I mean, UCI's population is, I believe, in, uh, around 30,000 students, which is pretty, 
pretty incredible. Um, you know, coming from a smaller private university myself, which is around 6,000 students, which is a fifth of the size of UCI, it was it was pretty incredible um, just to see how many students there were. And the lecture hall was ginormous. I mean, the professor wasn't even lecturing. It, it was it was everything was pre-recorded. So he had slides ready. He had videos ready. He was reading off a script. So it felt like it could have almost been done in an online format and we would have gotten the same experience. Now, I, I actually don't know how it was learning wise because it was a biology class and I, I've never even taken biology before, um, at least in college. So I have no idea like how good his teaching was or how effective it was. But I will say that a lot of people were complaining afterwards and they were joking at how the class wasn't even a real class. And that's just the reality of what happens at a lot of bigger public universities. And you pointed out something really good, which is that community colleges have smaller class sizes. So it becomes much better for, for learning. And I think part of the reason why that is, is because community college, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty certain that community colleges are, its primary purpose is for education. Whereas at a UC or a, a research university like Johns Hopkins, um, the primary purpose is research. And the professors want to write books. They want to publish papers. They want to go into a lab and, and work on that sort of stuff like academia. They're not necessarily as interested in, in, in teaching. Um, and I think that's a big advantage that you guys have, definitely. Um, I, I think that it makes for a more valuable and more kind of focused education because um, the professors actually cares about you, right? Like they actually, that's their job. Their job is to teach you to care about you. Uh, whereas at a at a other, another university, um, traditional university, that's that's not the case at all. I'm not sure how it is at Cal State. So I, I'm, um, I'm aware that some of them do research, but I'm not sure if they have a primarily teaching responsibility. So we'll have to look at that. But um, the second thing you pointed out, right, was, did you say it was specialized classes or did you say? Oh, Right. Sorry. Um, the second thing I pointed out was that you're able to try different majors if you don't like one ah, because right. the classes are cheaper. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that's one big advantage. Yeah. No, I think that's two advantages combined into one even. Um, one is mm -hmm. price. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. community college is objectively cheaper, way cheaper than any university will ever be. I pay, well, I don't pay because I get scholarships and grants and whatnot, but the, the tuition cost for Hopkins is, I believe, 75000 a year, something like that. Mm. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, and at community colleges, do you know exactly how expensive community college courses are? Um, actually, there's this is one advantage at my college because they basically you get they pay the school pays for your whole um, first year. Oh, OK. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So let's say you take thirty units. I'm, I'm, I don't remember the exact price, but I believe it was like seven hundred dollars for fifteen units, if I'm not wrong. Whoa! But yeah, really? But yeah. Wow, that's yeah. dude. That is cheap. Wow, that's incredible. Seven seven hundred, man. Yeah. Even if it was seven thousand, that'd still be way lower than man. I mean, yeah, we pay. I mean, the thing about Hopkins is, or just other schools in general is. You don't have a credit cap, so you can take as many credits as you want. Everybody pays the same flat rate, which mm. is thirty-five. I think it's thirty-five thousand a semester, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it's pretty high. And um, wow, that's yeah, thirty thirty something thousand versus seven hundred. I have to, I have to reconsider my financial decisions. But <laughs> I'm, I'm not paying um, most of that um, upfront right. because you know I have financial aid and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I know, I know for people 
who don't want to have their wallet damaged, that's definitely a big advantage at community college, going there for two years to save on two years of, of, of education, basically, that you, you know, you get the same education, I'm guessing, at a community college as compared to a UC, at least when it comes to general education courses. Right. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why the credits are able to transfer over because they're right. the same, they're right. the same content. Yeah. Just a different environment, but that's, that's something really interesting. And the thing you mentioned also was flexibility with your courses. Um, you're able to take whatever you want. I think that's also really good. Yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, I know it's super hard to transition majors at certain universities. I'm not sure how it is at UCI because um, Natalie told me she's changed majors about like four or five times now with mm. no problems. She just mm. basically add a form. At Hopkins, it's super easy. I know that for sure. We're very flexible with that. Right. But I know at certain universities, um, I want to say it's, I want to say it's UT Austin is the one that does not let you change majors. They, mm. they're they absolutely 100%. You're locked in as soon as you're in. It's it's incredibly difficult. So yeah, that's that's something that's really interesting to consider. I mean, the flexibility of your courses and you mentioned things like nursing and you know business and stuff like that. So right. yeah, if someone's undecided, I think that's um that's a good path, I would say. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. I would think if anything, you could just maybe maybe it's a risk, but I think it's worth it because I think if let's say you don't know what you want to do and then you just take cheaper courses at community college, you still be able to transfer it to the school that you want to you go to. You just have to do well. So I, I believe it's actually worth the risk of taking that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now we're going to move on to the flip side, right? Because we talked about what is unique at community college that you can't find at a traditional mm-hmm. university. So the flip side is what are you lacking in community college that you think you would normally be able to find at a normal university? Right. Um, of course, there's always the argument for community college because it's cheaper, right? But here's also the downside because it's cheaper. We don't have the same facilities as you. We're not given the same opportunities at a four-year university. We don't have, we're lacking the the college life, if that makes sense. Also, the opportunities that are given to you. I would say personally, I, I would say a day in my life of going to community college is I just basically go to class and I go home. There's there's not any like college life, like extracurriculars on a big thing. Like I would say people in their free time, they do work or go out with their friends. It's not like you're just going to spend time on your campus because there's nothing really to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. That's actually, um, that's something that I don't even think is exclusive to community college. I think it happens if you're a commuter in general. But I think the difference is that the commuters have the option. They just choose not to do it. It's very inconvenient for them, whereas you guys don't have it at all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean... Obviously, it's, I think it's a disadvantage for, for both for both types of, of students. I mean, I would hate to be a commuter and not be able to experience opportunities. I mean, you feel like you're missing out, right? Whereas right. at a community college, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily be missing out at all because no, no one has access to that. So I think that makes you feel a little better. But yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, what, are some, what, are, what are some other things that you think um, you're, you're lacking, you know, in terms of resources and opportunities? I think... As we, as you told me before, David, like you got into rocketry, we we don't have yeah. any like opportunities like that to mm. try try I guess hands on if that makes sense. I'm not sure yeah, about yeah. The other um, clubs. I would say, really, it comes down to experience yeah, because sure. I, I've noticed that not no um, you don't really get a internship really from from my knowledge or from my friends that I've seen or my peers from going yeah. to community college. 
Yeah, no, that's that, that's definitely a, a concern. <clears throat> and I think it's it's something that is shared among, I mean, just all freshmen and sophomores in general. Mm. I don't think it's just community college students. That's a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely, definitely, I would say 100% community, college, uh, community colleges don't teach you the necessary. The, I shouldn't say teach you because it's not like they're actually teaching you, but mm-hmm. they don't offer you. There, there, there is the right word. Um, mm-hmm. They don't offer you the experiences that you could have at a traditional university. And yeah, you pointed out something really good is that I have experience doing rocketry. I have research experience. I have, um, I'm in a space club right now and we've mm-hmm. been actually trying to work on designs for a um, mini satellite. It's called a CubeSat. Um, for those of you who are not aware, it's basically a, a very small version of a satellite that is launched into space and, you know, we can read weather data or whatever we want um, from that. But yeah, this is all very interesting stuff that I got to work on my freshman year. And I definitely, you know, you definitely can't find that um, at a community college. But by the same token, I think that in general, like companies don't hire freshmen and sophomores anyway. So even though I do have this experience, it was extremely hard for me to find an internship. And we have a whole, Julian and I have a whole episode on this about finding internships um, especially when you're a freshman and a sophomore, it's tough. It, it's extremely tough. Julian managed to do it, and I luckily managed to do it. Uh, mine almost, I think mine almost got canceled thanks um, thanks to COVID-19, but we managed to recover it, and now it's going to be remote. But yeah, I had to do a lot of digging uh, for it on my own, and this is something to, to take into account. Just because you go to a prestigious school like Harvard or Yale or Johns Hopkins, doesn't mean they hand you opportunities. They don't hand you free jobs. You have to apply for those yourself. They they give you, you know, the 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 stepping stones to get there, right? They give you the research opportunities. They give you the the recruiters. But you have to ultimately put in work yourself, right? You have to talk to these recruiters. You have to email them. You have to find out more about what they like to see. You have to work on your skill sets and all this sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think that's impossible to do at, even at a community college right i mean it's definitely harder i mean i, I don't think right. i don't think community college students go out there and fund their own rocketry projects or anything but there there definitely is a shot of you being able to you know buy some cheap electronics online maybe and build your own little robot right for fun right um so those are some things to take into account i mean there's there's definitely some advantages that traditional universities have but you can always make up for them, as always. I always like to say, yeah. So, uh, moving on, um, let's talk about the classes, right? So we've talked a lot about the opportunities that community college has to offer, but how hard are your community college classes compared to your high school courses? I, I kind of want to get a feel for, hmm. you know, like how many magnitudes um, more difficult is it? Like two times harder or three times harder? Or is it easier or is it about the same level? You know, like how right. how would you compare the two? This is uh, this might be interesting for you to hear or surprising. I mean, because I would say if I had to compare, let's say my let's say why not trigonometry in high school to trigonometry in college, I would say it's actually about the same. Actually, because, oh interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because but here here's where it's it's a little trickier or a little different because if you think about it like i'm sure you like actually you've experienced this, this too because one year of trig in high school compared it's only one semester in college mm-hmm. so the pacing is two times as fast interesting so yeah so you let's say if you slack in high school 
you have more time. You have probably arguably twice the time to make up for it, right? But in college, if you let's say you miss one class, like who knows how how much exponential that could hurt you? If that makes sense, if you just slack a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely um, valid, and I it happens it happens at my school too. I mean, um, but I would say that that's interesting that you point out that they're about the same uh, about the same difficulty level. I, I'd say that. I'm not sure like what to use as a reference point exactly, but I'd say that overall, I've been struggling a lot more in college than I have in 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 high school. Um, and the reason for that is I think I think the reason why is because of the pacing. Um, as you mentioned, it's two times faster. Um, but aside from that, I think the content is just pretty pretty difficult. Um, I'm not exactly sure how I would have done in my second semester, but definitely in my first semester, um, I performed less than I thought I would have. I actually, the, the the way I think about it is at the beginning, I was very confident in myself. I was like, oh, I'm going to get straight A's. You know, this is going to be easy. Like my classes that semester were probably some of the easiest I'll take in, in, in college. And then as soon as like the first midterms hit, I was like, oh my God, this is this is a really hard class. Like I'm, I'm actually legitimately struggling. I um I had to really like pull some weight after that. And I had to make up for um my, my, you know, shortcomings during the first kind of like one third, I'd say, uh, of the semester. And hmm. that's, that's interesting to hear you say that it's about the same difficulty level, because for me, I'd say that college probably about two times harder than, than high school in my, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, and I will say that it was more fun. I will say that, um, I had a lot more fun time in college because of freedom, because I was able to maintain my own schedule. You know, I was able to have a lot more flexibility, but that also comes with its disadvantages, which is I had to focus a lot on time management and everything right. like that. But um, community colleges, as far as I'm aware, pretty much have a similar setup to four-year universities in terms of courses, right? Like they're all, you know, you only meet like three times a week, maybe, and for an hour right. during each meeting. Yeah. I so, would say, oh yeah, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. What are you going to say? No, I was just... Oh, I would say, yeah, it's something like that. Like some classes, maybe you meet once, but you meet like three hours or you meet two times, but you meet an hour and a half. Like it really fluctuates, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's um that that's the difference. That's the main difference between um college and high school. And I think, uh, I mean, relatively speaking, I think we have similar, similar like course schedules in terms of just like how many hours we need to meet each week. I know that... um. We, we've had we've had UC student talk on this podcast before, and um, she pointed out that the quarter system is super super fast. So that's mm. that's more of an interesting yeah that's more of an interesting comparison to high school right because then you're not even going two times as fast you're going three times as fast. So that's um I, I wouldn't want to do that to be honest with you but <laughs> yeah right. community college semester system right so it's a lot it's a lot more manageable. Yeah. So moving on. Um, so now that we're done with the general gist of, you know, how community college is, what it has to offer, what the courses are like, I'd like to move into a specific time, time frame question, like specific mm -hmm. to this, this period of time, which is pretty historic, I'd say. Um, how has COVID-19 impacted your education? And would you say that your ability to learn is impaired or has it remained the same? I would actually say that my ability to learn has impaired because I always thought before taking an online class, because we're all basically taking online classes now, meeting on Zooms uh, for, you know, uh, for college anyway, because I was always used to having a uh, face-to-face with my professor. Like, like even if 
if I was struggling, I could ask them right then and there, or they would also have like tutoring sessions after class, or I can meet with them or I can email them to say that, um, or meet with them in their office hours if I have any questions. But I would say it's definitely harder when you're um, talking in between a computer screen, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I have we we have I have the same experience. I mean, we have the same experience in that all of our classes have moved. Do you guys use Zoom or? Yeah, yes, we do actually. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, we've all experienced it. We've moved to Zoom. People have made fun of it and called it Zoom University. <laughs> um, and that's that's I mean, it's sort of been a great equalizer. I'd say like. I no longer have access to the facilities that I used to have. Everything is online now. Right. So you and I are kind of, I'd say on the same playing field, like in terms yeah. of classes, at least. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. That and you true. guys use like online stuff to submit homework too, right? As right. Far as right. Like for my math class, for example, we use a third party um, website called Alex, where basically before we would go into class and we would do lectures, but we have like online homework. And from my understanding, my professor also says like, that's how she did um, her online classes too, that they would just use Alex. So students would, she would have like recordings of her lectures online and they would just watch it and they would do their assignments on Alex and submit it. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it worked for her. Yeah. So we have something similar. I mean, we use something called Blackboard, um, which a lot of universities use. And that's basically what we've been using to submit the entire semester. Actually, that's the thing. Like I don't know about you, but I've actually submitted all my assignments besides my English assignments in per uh, in, online, not in person. So for all my electrical engineering courses, my labs, my physics classes, everything, I've basically scanned um, my homework and I turned it in as a PDF. I don't know if you guys have done that. Have you? Uh, no, no, just just my uh, math class. That's it. But my for my wow, English class, yeah, yeah, I mean, so different. Yeah, you guys weren't online before. That that's actually really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I know in high school. Um, we turned in everything in paper, right? Pretty much, right. like besides, I think a few things, but yeah, we turned in pretty much everything in paper. And the transition to college, I may have not noticed if everything became online actually. So, but with that being said, the thing that did change um, for me besides the submission thing was was the lectures. I mean, the lectures and the office hours have all been moved online. Some professors don't even do office hours anymore, and um, hmm. the labs, the labs were the biggest thing for me. Um, have you done any labs in college yet, or is that not like a thing? Honestly, I haven't done any labs, but I'm sure that's with um, science courses. Like, mm. I'm sure like they like if you took a biology class, you had to take oh, a right. lab. That, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, you're a finance major, right? So you don't need to take yes. those classes. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, but that is that is an obstacle that I have to go through. I mean, but for the most part, I actually didn't have too much of a big transition. It's just the learning is in the environment is different, mm. but the methods of submission and everything are pretty much the same for me. Um, so do you think that there are any advantages that community college has during the COVID-19 pandemic that um, schools like mine don't have? Actually, I would argue not really, because I think, okay. like you said, we're all using Zoom. We're on the same playing field. Although yeah. m maybe like what I told you earlier about my um, math class using Alex, that we just basically just switch. We were basically almost doing half of our stuff online, but now we're just doing it all online. Like she has, she's recording her lectures. My professor's recording her lectures already, and we're just watching it and doing Alex, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, before I ask my final question, this is going to be the second to last question. Um, I want to ask what sort of 
like give give us a daily rundown of what your schedule actually looks like like how much free time do you have every day what do you do when you're not you know at school do you like relax unwind do you study a lot like how many hours do you study like give us a, a little bit of an insight into like a daily life um of a community college student right of course i would say so my classes start at nine so i would get up at eight and i would brush my teeth just do basic morning routines to just get ready to go to school then i would drive at let's say 8 30 i would get there at 8 45 i would have class from let's say 9 to 11 that was my math class and then i would get lunch and then my i would just relax for that time like be on my phone at school and i would just relax into i have my english class at like 12 12 to 2 i would get home and then i would do homework homework for those classes math and english and then mm-hmm. i would just play games or relax chill into the next day and just basically rinse and repeat if that makes sense interesting yeah i mean i say we actually have pretty similar schedule i'm not gonna lie like there's not a huge difference between our schedules i mean i wake mm-hmm. up i have classes a little later than you i think i have it at 10 well that was actually no that was last semester last semester i had it at 10 but this mm-hmm. semester i got lucky i i managed to pull 11 a.m classes so super lucky wow. with that one yeah, I go to school real late. But yeah, I mean, um, last semester I did 10 and then I pretty much had class until like three and then that was it. And then um, I, I basically from there, I, I just had like a few meetings at night for my class, um, not my classes, my um, my clubs, um, I should say. And some of them had workshop hours where, you know, you worked on designs and stuff like that. And then I did a lot of uh, studying late night, actually. That was the time that I found best for my studying, personally. Mm. I allotted just, like, big four-hour chunks to doing homework. So, yeah, but I'd say overall, I mean, our schedules don't look too different. And this is an important realization to make. Community college is not that different from a normal university, at least in Mm. terms of education. The difference is that I have certain things that I do outside of class that mm. the university offers like research like rocketry like design stuff like that that is not offered at community college but that's that's pretty much the big distinction and i also don't have to commute which is <laughs> i'd say that that's a is that a big time waster for you i know for a lot of people they complain about it all day but has it been a big time waster for you honestly david no it's not been a big time waster because i would say my uh, my college is about 10 minutes away so it's not too bad of a commute but i i understand it depends on where you live yeah that yeah, that sure. really affects your commute yeah yeah for sure um no that's definitely that's definitely interesting i mean yeah i just i i can't i couldn't imagine commuting because the thing is like whenever i have little gaps in my schedule i can just go back to my dorm and take a nap or i can go back to my dorm and play video games i don't i don't play video games personally but i i usually go there take a nap or eat or you know maybe maybe do a little quick studying or something like that but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's um it's nice to have that and i think it's definitely a luxury that comes with living on campus um that's right. for sure but i will say this um this is definitely an advantage that you guys have i don't think you mentioned this that hmm. over traditional universities at least traditional universities where you're not commuting and where you're living on campus is that you get to see your family every day. Um, Actually, yeah, to our point, that is. Yeah, I mean, you talked about how you're inspired by your mom. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I mean, um, I, I'd say that I'm I'm pretty pretty inspired by my parents too. I mean, we both have similar backgrounds. We're both 
immigrant families um and they basically sacrificed a large port a part a large portion of their lives in order to find better lives for us and um not being able to see them is a little hard sometimes i have to say i mean i got pretty homesick at the beginning of the first semester over time i got over it because i realized like in the end uh, i'm still able to call them you know internet is a luxury um and uh also I realized that the reason why I'm going to college in the first place, a, l- a large reason why I'd say is because, you know, I want to support the people I love, my family, eventually, you know, my wife, my kids, whatever. And um, that made me miss um, home a little less. And it made me realize like, okay, you know, it's, it's still, it's still there. It's, it's not going to be gone right. when I'm, you know, when I'm away, hopefully. And I, I still get to visit, but yeah, you I mean, you get to visit every day. So <laughs> that's, um, <laughs> That's definitely an advantage, yeah. Well, I would say, I would argue this, David, like, even though I get to see my mom every day, it's it's not actually visiting, but you get you got to experience, like, what being independent is like. That's what, true, yes. Living on your own, like, having the choice of doing what you want, like, sleeping whatever you want or going wherever you want, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that that definitely teaches you a lot. That teaches you a lot of discipline. It teaches you a lot about time management. Because you're forced into um, into a certain schedule. You're kind of like self-regulated, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't do it, you know you're going to fail. So you have to do it. And you have to do it independently without anyone pushing you. So that's, yeah, I agree with you. That's definitely something that I've learned. And that's definitely an advantage for me. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's just about choices, right? It's just about choices between whether or not you want to be able to see your family or whether or not, you know, you want to be independent it's all these choices that we make that determine what we learn from college because I'd say different people learn different things, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, there's a huge, there's a huge gap in say connections, right? We, we talk about this all the time, right. Michael definitely. and I about connections and that's a definitely advantage of going to a prestigious university um, or even a UC, I'd say like, yeah, I'm sure UCs have plenty of bright, bright students. And this is not to offend um, community college or say that, you know, community college students are, are dumb. I mean, I hear that all the time. I'm sure they're just as bright, but there's definitely something unique um, that attracts great, like excellent students to certain universities like Harvard, uh, like Yale, like Stanford. And I don't think you can find those type of people um, anywhere else because, you know, they've made their choices. They, they want to be in an environment that challenges them really. To add on, to what you said, David, I would actually agree with you on that point because I'm sure that, like you said, community college students aren't dumb, but I would say they're not motivated because, like, I know you personally. I know you worked very extremely hard to get into the position that you are today, but going to community college, there are no boundaries. So I would say sometimes community college students aren't motivated to like transfer sometimes they just feel like oh i'm going to community college and they don't like really see like oh i don't really try that hard if that makes sense yeah yeah exactly i mean i think i think you hit the nail on the head i mean that's pretty much what it is it's just a lack it's just a difference in motivation you know it's it's not a difference in ability it's not a difference in skill i'd say it's just a difference in motivation and motivation makes a huge yeah. yeah motivation environment make a huge difference in, in, mm-hmm. in the long run. And that's that's why people choose to go to these universities. It's not because they don't think, it's not because they think that, you know, they can't get the, the same education at a community college. It's not like that at all. I think, I mean, we've compared our education, we've compared, 
everything that we've done, it's pretty similar, I'd say. But right. the, the big difference is that environment, and that's what makes a difference. So that's something that everybody should consider when making the choice between community college and going directly to a four-year university, um, whatever that four-year university may be. So final question, um, if you could do it all over again, if you were a senior in high school again and you had the option, would you have still um, chosen to go to community college or would you have gone to a four-year university directly instead? To answer your question, David, honestly, I would have done the same decision. I would have made the same decision I did again because if I looked at my personal situation, I would have seen that I would have had the opportunity to go to to go to a school that I would want to after transferring, not a school that I had to go to because I got I got in. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so that's going to do it for this episode. Um, thank you for listening to the Study Space podcast. We know that there are countless podcasts being published every day, and you've decided to listen to ours in particular. It really means a lot to us that you've given um, your, your time to listen to two students ramble on about school. The show notes with links and everything we mentioned in this episode for further reading and uh, learning are on our website at uniplan.dev. Um, if you want to show support, share the podcast, or tell a friend about it. Your testimonial to your friends and family is the most helpful thing that you can do for us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. That's it for this one. Um, We'll see you next time on the Study Space Podcast.